listeners, this is Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and welcome to another episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. And we're here Thursdays at One Mountain on KLZ 560 AM, streaming online around the world at drpegradio.com. And we're brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, the leader in school safety and security. And while there are many ideas and theories on how to improve school safety, only evidence-based training and solutions proven to make schools safer should be considered. And SSI Guardian is the only organization in America that addresses all of the critical components required for a 21st century safe school. Learn more by visiting SSIGuardian.com. Well, you know, it's been said that the only certainties in life are death and taxes. And for some of us, tax season can create fear and anxiety that maybe we might wish we were uh, heading to the, to the cemetery. It leaves us feeling overwhelmed. And on today's episode of Living Well with Dr. Pegg, I've got Debbie Nash, and she's an accounting and tax expert, and she's going to share helpful, practical tips to take the fear out of tax season. Well, Debbie Nash, thanks for being back on the program. Welcome. Well, thank you, Peg. I'm, I'm excited to do this show with you today. Yes, it's been a while since you've been on the program with me, and so it's always good to speak with you. Um, can you tell the listeners first, just before we get into our topic, the name of your business, uh, the types of services that you provide, and also your philosophy about your work and how you work with folks? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, the name of my company is D Nash Accounting and Tax Services. And it kind of encompasses what we do. We do provide full turnkey accounting and tax services for our uh, clients. And what's great is many of our clients are, you know, our bookkeeping clients as well as, you know, we do their taxes. And we do have clients, though, also that we only do their tax returns. Mm. And, um I know I'm one of those rare people that I actually love tax returns. (laughs) One of my favorite things to do, I know, right? Well, that you know, that's really good, Deb, because my philosophy is we should be uh, operating in in what some uh, call the sweet spot, doing what you love, doing what you're good at, and doing what the world needs. And if you can get paid for that, usually you can if the world needs it, you're really in your sweet spot so that you love doing taxes. You're really good at it, and everybody needs a, a good tax preparer. You're in your sweet spot. Yes, ma'am. And you know what's so funny, Peg, is um, the reason I'm in this business is because I got into tax trouble myself. Mm. And the the pain of that was so for years and years and years and the fear and all of that, that once I was able to kind of come out from, you know, I guess you could even say underwater, about my fear of really facing what was going on. Um, oh my gosh, it was such bondage. Mm-hmm. And and then once I started making those steps, the freedom that came with it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to share this with others. And and the fact that I do love accounting and I do, I do enjoy doing taxes anyway. So it's like there's also a passion I have behind it just besides it being my profession. Right, right. And look how God will take something that uh, could have really destroyed you financially. Uh, You could have hidden hidden in shame, right, and never let anyone know you were having tax trouble yourself. But you, even just being that transparent about your own history, 
I think is part of your philosophy uh, with working with your clients. You really uh, know how to put folks at ease, and I'm one of your clients and, and very grateful for the things that um, you've helped me with uh, in terms of uh, accounting and bookkeeping and financial planning and filing taxes, you being so transparent really helps uh, alleviate some of the anxiety that many people experience. Uh, and so thank you so much for that. And we're gonna hear more from Debbie Nash when we return from our break. And she's an accounting and tax preparation expert and professional. And so what do you need to do to get ready for tax season? And what impact has the government shutdown had on your tax return? Well, Debbie Nash will tell us the most important things you need to know when we come back from this break. Stay with us. We'll be back. I'm taking my freedom, pulling it off the shelf, putting it on my chain. Threats at our schools and workplace continue at an alarming rate and require an innovative approach to overall institutional safety. A 21st century safe school needs the right training, the right equipment, and the correct action plan to achieve a future-ready, safe learning environment. SSI Guardian's comprehensive, evidence-based solutions and Tier 1 Security Consulting is the only active shooter training in America with an accredited CEU. Don't trust your safety to just anyone. SSI Guardian is the only choice. Visit us at SSIGuardian.com. What if a psychologist with years of experience wrote a book revealing secrets that therapists know but usually don't share? And what if that book provided effective strategies for experiencing lasting change? That's exactly what you get with Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark's book, Do Something Different for a Change, an insider's guide to what your therapist knows but may not tell you. Celebrating 10 years in print, this self-help classic shares critical insights to help you understand and overcome the three common barriers to change, heal your emotional pain and emptiness, and strengthen your connection to your true self and others. In the easy-to-understand, down-to-earth style she's known for, Dr. Pegg clearly communicates fundamental principles and strategies for change and personal transformation. Read Do Something Different for a Change today and have a better tomorrow. Go to drpegradio.com slash books to purchase your copy today. Studies show that safety greatly impacts student learning and a teacher's ability to do what they do best. Be it broken furniture, a leaking roof, or more serious threat of violence, the 21st Century Safe School by School Specialty addresses school safety from the emotional, social, and physical perspective. Don't wait another moment. Call 877-878-5800 or visit SSIGuardian.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg, information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. And, you know, I've been studying the science of behavior change and habit formation for over a decade now, and I want to share with you the secrets I've learned about how to experience lasting change. So if you're ready to get unstuck and establish new habits that will move you forward in the new year, register now for my March 4th, Habit Hacking Session, uh, you guessed it, on March 4th. <laughs> Monday, March 4th, from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. in Aurora, Colorado. Don't get left out of this strategic, life-changing event. Go to drpegradio.com slash habit-hacking 
and register today. Change your mindset, change your habits, and change your life. Well, my guest today knows the importance of mindset and habits when it comes to managing your finances and preparing your taxes. And she's accounting professional and tax preparer, Debbie Nash. And thanks so much, Deb, again, for being with me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a painful subject for a lot of people. It sure is. Well, listeners, we want to take your calls on the air today. If you have a question for Debbie Nash about planning and preparing for filing your taxes, give us a call today. We're at 303-477-5600. And so, Deb, I think that um, some people have some anxiety around uh, tax time because of the government shutdown, and they're wondering if there's going to be delays Will anyone even be there to answer the phone if they need to call? I know I've been on hold uh, on a good day before the shutdown kind of had this domino effect and backlog. On a good day, I've been on hold for hours with the IRS. Uh, So what can we expect in terms of timely returns? And if you have to reach out to the IRS, are there backlogs in terms of answering the phone even? Well, what's funny is just because there's a, uh, you know, government shutdown, doesn't mean that they're going to not accept our tax returns. It's funny. Um, the, the government definitely needs our taxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the problem is with the shutdown, there are um, long hold times trying to um, disconnect. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times they will actually disconnect um, and say that they cannot take the call. Mm. It's almost kind of comical because... I have uh, individuals that are calling trying to get in payment plans, (laughs) and then it says, due to the government shutdown, we can't take your call at this time. Mm. And so do we need to be concerned if we're trying in good due diligence to reach the IRS, make a payment plan, ask a question that will enable us to pay maybe owed taxes? Do we have any recourse if we just couldn't get through on the phone? You know, I, I doubt it. I think there's going to be some grace around that because they also know that there is, you know, the shutdown and there's not really the staffing in the IRS right now mm-hmm. to be able to accommodate the, you know, the volume of calls that come in. So I, I would, here's the part that's interesting. You're still going to get your collection letters <laughs> and, um, yeah, right. And, um, you're still going to get everything that, you know, is trying to keep you on course. Mm-hmm. However, the the issue is, is those are machine generated. Mm. Yeah. So, so it's like, so you get this notice and then all of a sudden you're like, well, I better call right now. Yeah. And you do try to call and you can't get through. And then it brings a lot of fear as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's, um, uh, assume that we're going to be able to um, get everything uh, together, our own paperwork. We're not in a payment plan. We don't have any issues. We just want to file our taxes like we always have. Um, when are our tax returns due? And because I'm a small business owner, um, give us when are our individual taxes due and then also when are our Uh, business taxes do if we are a small business owner. Well, isn't it funny how the IRS, you know, they're all shut down, but they are still going to be right on time for the tax filing dates. (laughs) Okay. That has not changed. April 15, 
for individual. Uh-huh. March 15 for company Okay, returns. and yeah. how come I didn't realize the companies? I thought the companies were a month after individual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, it would seem logical to think that way, but yeah. if you're like an S-Corp mm-hmm. or some kind of a company that produces a K-1 mm-hmm. or dividends, you got to get those. First. So that you, yeah. So, so you, you know can, your personal, uh-huh. what your profits and all yep. that are. Okay, yep. cool. Well, again, I'm speaking with Debbie Nash, and she is an accounting and tax preparation expert, specialist, well, professional. <laughs> she is my accountant and my tax pre- uh, preparing professional. And so I'm so grateful for you, not only for your expertise, your experience, but also your integrity, um, that you really do uh, go the extra mile. Uh, to help your clients, to help me in particular. And I know you do that with all of your clients. Um, So uh, listeners, if you have a call today for Debbie Nash, give us a call, 303-477-5600. You'll get an opportunity on the air to ask your question and get it answered. And we won't have long waits like the IRS (laughs) telephone lines might. Or be disconnected. There you go. We'll try not to disconnect you. Uh, So let's talk about if someone were to need an extension um, for whatever reason, they're just not going to be able to get it together in time for April 15th for their personal taxes. What does a person need to do? You know, there's um, an extension form. You can actually Google it. You can go to irs.gov to pull it up. It depends on if it is a uh, individual extension Mm -hmm. or a company extension. Very easy to complete. I would say if you even think you're not going to be able to file timely, go ahead and get the extension uh-huh. now. Why, why wait? And so if you end up getting it in on time, it's irrelevant? Or is there a fee or a penalty? It's irrelevant. Okay, yeah, good. It, it doesn't matter. But I would rather be safe mm-hmm. than be sorry that you have... Um, you know, oh my gosh, I can get my taxes done on the 16th. Well, guess what? Now they're late. They're still late. Right, right, right. Yeah. So just having that uh, buys you a little time if you need it. And if you don't, just file it on time or early if you're able to. Exactly. Okay, great. Well, let's talk about how people can get organized for this tax season. I know you send me an electronic tax organizer Mm -hmm. that has all kinds of questions of um, which things have changed. Are these things still the same from last year? What has changed? And that organizer prompts me to get different documents ready. Um, So talk about if someone doesn't have a tax preparer like yourself, what kinds of things do they need to be get kind of scrambling to get ready now? Because it it often takes you longer than you think it's going to take. Yeah, it does. And and things are kind of lagging coming from the mail. You have, you know, documents that could come from the bank. It could be a $3 interest, um, you know, form that that you made $3 of interest, which is about all there is anymore, right, on your savings account. So you want to make sure that you get, wait for all those forms Mm. to come in because you could have um, your, a 1099. Maybe you did contract work mm-hmm. for somebody, a W-2. Um, if you did um, trading or sales of any of your stocks mm. or stock options, things like that, you really want to just create a file. I like to create the file before taxes. Yes, yes. Like and we'll talk year. about that. What can uh-huh. we be doing now? Because if, if you file an extension past April mm-hmm. and you're still working on 2018, that probably means you're not getting organized for 2019 and you're already behind. There you go. So let, let's, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Okay. But for the person who hasn't organized mm-hmm. in advance, they really need to 
not file too quickly, not be so gung-ho that you don't have all the documents you need yet, because some are still trickling in, some of those t- yep. uh, w- W-2s W and, and 1099s. 1099s. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you own a home, you have your mm. interest statement from your home. Sometimes uh, organizations are really quick about getting them out, and others yes. aren't. I've yes. heard people getting documents in as late as February and March. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, wait, gather up all your items, mm-hmm. put them in a file, keep them in a file. So even when you do file your taxes, you have your backup just in case mm-hmm. there is, you know, questions about it. Here's what happens if you do miss a document. Okay. So, and by the way, Peggy, the only people excited about filing early are ones getting refunds. Yeah, exactly. They <laughs> want that refund as quickly as fast. possible. But if you owe, you want right. to take that right to April 14th. You right? do. Or or right to, you know, all the way into September and October. Uh, with yeah, if you get the extension. Yeah. That's right. But so, you pay for that, right? There's a penalty do. and there's interest. You so do. it's not just scot-free extra no, time. No, yeah. it's like, oh, I just bought all this free time. No, yeah. your taxes are due on April still 15th, doing your period. Exactly. Yeah. Death and taxes. That's what I said. <laughs> Death and taxes. You're going to say something, and then De- Dave has a question as well. Oh, well, go ahead, Dave. Well, I was just wondering, um, if, it, in order to avoid not having all the documents in order and kind of staying organized from the very beginning. Um, I mean, everyone knows that if you have a W-2, you kind of just do your whole tax return deal, and that's not pretty straightforward. Right. Um, but what about, uh, like, if you want to start a side business, how much money do you need to make in order to have to pay taxes on that? And then how? Mm. what's a good way to start... Uh, you know, so that you're right on the on the ball, top of it from the very, very beginning. Well, I would say hire Debbie Nash, D. Nash Accounting <laughs> and Tax Services to get you all organized. Right on. But what, what, can, what advice can you give to Dave? You know, and, and that is a great question. And I love entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I love the entrepreneur. And to me, if you're going to earn a dollar in the year, you need to start keeping track of that dollar. Because revenue in expenses subtract mm-hmm. off the revenue and then the net profits are what you are taxed on. Mm-hmm. When you're a Schedule C filer, which that would be, um, let's say you're your own entrepreneur, you're a single member LLC, or mm-hmm. just a sole proprietor, you're going to be treated like a business. Mm-hmm. Some people think, oh, I'm just a Schedule C filer. I have this little home business. You want to start tracking all your expenses. You want to start tracking uh, your Open a bank account for the business. Mm-hmm. A separate one. A separate one. mingling your personal finances and your personal credit right. card uh, probably isn't the best way to start out. It is out. not best practices. Mm-hmm. It's not. Because you may decide that that Schedule C um, type of business, small business, may grow. Mm-hmm. And maybe revenues will be $1,000. Maybe they'll be 10000 You may want to change entities mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. So good record-keeping, bookkeeping practices from day one, if you earn a dollar or if you don't earn anything at all, start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You want to create a foundation and a structure that will permit growth. Yes. And you yeah. can start very simply. I started with an Excel spreadsheet. You did. And Yours I, was fabulous, yes, by she, the way. I, I, I got kudos from Debbie that yes. I had a great Excel she spreadsheet. Great spreadsheet. It was color-coded and everything. Yep. But now I do have QuickBooks, and that's it's a little complicated for me to understand, but I see how easy it is also. Right. And so you can start very basic with a Word document, an Excel yes. spreadsheet, and a separate bank, bank account and be ready to, to run your business. So we hope you make more than just 
just a thousand. We hope it's a hundred thousand for your side business, Dave. Yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? I'm gonna yeah. go start a bank account. Yeah, I'm very go good, very good. Account. And again, I'm speaking with Debbie Nash uh, of D Nash Accounting and Tax um, Services, and you can call her and ask a question at 303-477-5600. All right, Deb. Well, so we should create files um, and have different categories of things like our W-2s. And if we are running a small business, different receipts and payments that we're making. Um, so what kind of um, uh, record keeping is really needed all year long? And how long do we need to keep these records? Mm, great question. You know, the isn't it what everybody says, seven years? Mm-hmm. I say keep it for 10. Uh-oh, I just cleaned I, out my garage, Deb, and I, I was shredding stuff from the 1990s. Oh, my God. And then I, 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 shredded, every, I shredded everything up to seven years. I didn't save 10 years, so hopefully I'll be okay. I've if always heard seven years. You know what? If your file has not been opened up, then the seven years, you're, you're truly fine. It's if your file, for some reason, has been opened up, maybe you owe a debt. Mm-hmm. The IRS has sent inquiries about that return you amended that return. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we tend to think, oh, seven years from the day it was due, mm. you know, back in, you know, 2014. No, it's from the day you filed. Mm. There's a statute of limitations around that. So, but the IRS can actually touch on files or inquire about them up to 10 years. Okay. So a good practice is keep stuff for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so what other kinds of, um, Record keeping do we need? Because And let's kind of talk about the personal individual and also the small business entrepreneur. Because I right. think more and more, even if it is still a very small business, more and more people are dabbling in if they're a photographer on the side or right. they help a friend plan a wedding and they're kind of doing a small wedding planning business. Um, they may be a car detailer. You know, they just have a little side hustle, but it's, mm-hmm. it is technically a business. What kind of advice can you give folks like that? You know, always make sure that you're thinking through, is this a hobby or is mm. this really going to be a business? Because mm-hmm. there's actually IRS rules around that. Can you clarify Believe it or that? not, it's called the hobby loss rule. Mm. And the reason this came into being is there were lots of folks taking advantage of the tax code mm. because they wanted to write off their hobbies and mm. they truly were hobbies. So the IRS has a listing of saying, look, folks, we mm. know these are hobbies. We know what you're up to. However, we think we're trying to outsmart yeah. the IRS, but oh, we, man, we really you, can't and shouldn't. Can't. <laughs> um, but if it, it, there's a rule that says if you're not profitable three out of five years, mm-hmm. it's a five-year rule, then they're going to start kind of raising an eyebrow saying, yeah, you know, you're not in this for a profit. Mm-hmm. The reason you have a business is to make a profit. Everybody knows businesses can run at a loss mm-hmm. for the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But when it's one of those things that we're stretching in, mm-hmm. now it's your fourth year of passing a loss. I would suggest that is probably not okay. a business venture. Well, I actually know someone who was um, starting businesses and the, after the five years would just start a new business in a totally different industry. And that was kind of their scam was uh-huh. to run at a loss right. and then just start a new business and restart that clock. But again, this is why I appreciate you, Debbie Nash, is because you operate in integrity mm-hmm. and you're aware of what the laws are. You're aware of the tax codes. You have... Um, good business and financial savvy 
um, and you're you're very um, detail oriented, but you're not going to advise someone to break the law. No, you're going to do what's right. Right. And I appreciate that so much. Yep. And I just had a client meeting this morning of a gentleman who actually um, is here on a J2 work visa with mm-hmm. his wife. And he's a business owner in Mexico and he's opened a couple of businesses here. And what I loved about our conversation He said, I want to do this right. I want to do this with integrity. And Mm -hmm. first thing I said, we're going to work well together. Yes, absolutely. Because it doesn't pay to cheat. I'm telling you folks, don't (laughs) cheat, don't cheat, don't cheat on your taxes. It's Mm -hmm. not worth it. Very good. And so many people feel they cannot afford a tax professional and they want to do it themselves. They think it's better... um, uh, you know, to try to save a few pennies. But in my experience, uh, my new mantra for 2019 is you get what you pay for. Right. And so if you're doing it yourself, if it's very simple, you're probably will be fine. But right. again, if you're that small business owner and there's some complicated things, things you're not sure about, um, it, is it better to pay a professional? Um, usually I think you it more than pays for itself. The money you save, what they help you avoid and avert pays for itself. What are your thoughts on advising yeah, people? B- thank you, Peg, because you don't know what you don't know. Yep, yep. And that's the rule of thumb here. And many of you can do your own taxes. There's TurboTax, not my favorite thing, but you can. Mm-hmm. Have a consult. Call around a few people. We actually, when we take on a small business owner, entrepreneur, a tax person, mm-hmm. we actually walk it out the whole year. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we create this relationship mm-hmm. because we want to educate our Uh, clients on best practices so we stay out of trouble yes yes and you know i have a mechanic like that hotchkiss um in in denver and park hill um and they're family owned and they give me good advice about my car they tell me you know you can um get this under warranty or this will last another six months you don't need to repair it they tell me the truth and they're building a relationship, and then I will go back to them when I actually need the repair. I won't go to the cheapest person. I trust them. They're building a relationship, and it sounds like that's what you all are that's doing as we well do. at D-Nash. That's yeah. exactly what we do, and, and we relish those relationships mm-hmm. long term. Absolutely. Very good. Well, uh, we only have two minutes left, and I want to give you the last word. What kind of advice would you offer or encouragement for people who are kind of panicking because their taxes are in a mess? Yeah, and many people, it's lots of folks, Mm -hmm. I'll let you know, many people are in this boat. Yes. If you owe back taxes, if you are hiding because you just don't want to face the giant, I get it, Mm -hmm. that fear is real. However, it doesn't go away, and you're compounding interest and penalties. Gosh. Might as well face the giant. You could possibly have an offer and compromise you could mm-hmm. qualify for, payment plan. Right. Let's let's see what those circumstances are. Rather than getting wages garnished yeah. and levies. Oh, it's and, not and worth they it. they come after you, and it's terrifying. And file your taxes. If mm. you have never filed, we just had a client that we just filed 10 years worth. Wow. It's let's do it. Let's face the giant together. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, that's Debbie Nash of D Nash Accounting and Tax Services Incorporated. <laughs> thanks for joining me, Deb. Thank you, Peg. And listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in to Living Well with Dr. Peg. If you'd like to share this interview or contact Debbie Nash about her services, just go to my program archives at drpegradio.com. And when you reach out to Debbie Nash, tell her Dr. Peg sent you. We're brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian. My guest was Debbie Nash, and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, reminding you to live well.